0: Coming up in this episode of the Cast, we go off the beater path, a way to keep your Christmas lights up all year and not look tacky. The cloud goes into space with a monkey. And a melon for your melon. So sit back and relax. It's time for the cast. Hey guys, it is time for another episode of the Cast, and this is an... Um, one thing that I got a lot of feedback from you guys is that you got to get Drew back on. You got to get okay. Drew back on. So here we are. Drew, uh, he's back on the show. We man- we finally managed to get him back. You know, I was all super excited that last episode we could get you on and then all your like work commitments decided to get in the way. Yes, <laughs> I'm a busy, busy
1: man. But I'm glad that everybody fed you back. I-, I paid everybody to tell you that I needed to get back on so that then I could charge you lots of money to get me back on.
0: Oh. So. You know, it would have been probably cheaper if you just paid me, and then I would have brought you back on. <laughs> One versus many.
1: <laughs> I'm just happy to be here.
0: <laughs> all right. So if you guys have not seen Drew before, he is a, a longtime friend. And anything that I do video-wise that looks good, it's all to him. And, yeah, his wise tutelage and information of sources. especially for oh, free, well. considering he usually charges students for it. Yeah,
1: I do. But I'm <laughs> most happy that you use tutelage. That's a great word. <laughs>
0: All right, so if you guys have never seen the KickCast before, this is the podcast where we go out and find some really cool crowdfunding projects, and we come back and we tell you if you should back it, track it, or sack it on there. So um, if you guys haven't heard of crowdfunding, the whole idea is somebody says, hey, I want to make this happen, but I need X amount of money. Well, you guys chip in a little bit, and then if we get enough people, we can make this happen. That's pretty much the basic uh, idea of... Uh, crowdfunding right there and one of the most interesting things about crowdfunding is actually this site right here because we're starting to see a lot of different uh crowdfunding websites pop up they're popping up like mad now um that's it's pretty much the uh hot word now to put in everything because it used to be like mobile agile web 2.0 now if you put crowdfunding in it everybody's like oh crowdfunding um and this site's a little bit different so before you visit the site let me warn you that this is an 18 plus site. Um, if yes, you,
1: I did. I didn't check this one out. I'm still yeah. young.
0: Um, but but don't worry. They they were smart enough to kind of you know make everything all grayed out before you can actually see anything. If you accidentally already went to the site. So the site is actually called Offbeater, and it is actually a crowdfunding site dedicated. Oh. To <laughs>
1: strange name for a site that's 18 plus. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> to, to it didn't sound that dirty until I said it out loud. <laughs> but it's uh, dedicated to um, crowdfunding projects that are of the adult nature, and when I say adult, I mean 18 plus. You can use your imagination to that. Um, and oh, it's, so, yeah, it's adult yeah.
1: nature. I think it's like it's meant for that whole niche of, yeah. of the world, which is. On the internet, that's pretty much you know. Yeah, it's part not, of it. It's not even the dark side of the internet anymore. That's it's just, the DNA of the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, sadly,
0: um, if you guys, I was, watching,
1: I was watching some NPR the other day, and they were saying, "Well, the internet's twenty years old. Of course, everything's about sex on the internet. It's twenty years old."
0: Yeah, and um, if you guys actually saw on the stream right now, I actually have the website out, and it's on the safer work version. So don't turn off the video or anything. It is on the safer <laughs> work where you can kind of see that they have things just with uh, stock pictures, and you can't really see what the project creators have put up until you click the okay button i let me let me tell you for one i did not click the okay button and i'm like this is good enough for me it's it's all in the name of news right um but what what real so the hook is that it's a crowdfunding site for um adult projects but the more i read into their faqs and their about me's i actually these guys truly truly (laughs) um believe in the idea of crowdfunding and laser norm in the chat room just said yeah i'm never giving my uh, debit slash credit info to the site (laughs) um yes but yeah what's really cool is they actually on their faq they tell you kind of the process and um kickstarter has a similar process where it needs to be vetted first and the way they work is that first when you want to start a project it starts out as a project idea on there where it's displayed on the site and any registered user can either go vote for it or leave feedback on the idea and then you have to get a minimum amount of votes for it to kind of pass and become a true project where they can start raising money and taking donations on that and it's even it's it's totally and the number of votes is not set by the project creator it's this standard equation straight through the site where it's you take your funding goal and divided by twenty-five dollars, and that's the minimum number of votes you need. So, um, let's say you wanted to raise thousand dollars, you would need forty votes because you take a thousand divided by twenty-five, and that's forty votes right there. So, I think this is this is one thing that makes this site a lot more unique than others. And I wish some sites would actually do this. Is it gives you a um, kind of gives you an idea to say, hey, every everybody, let's be honest, ideas are a dime a dozen out there. Um, now being able to convince somebody that you can take your idea and turn it into something is totally a different game right here. So it kind of gives you the, uh, um, keep, keep off those like guys who think they can just put up a project and it can be cut and they'll make globs a little loads of money on there. Um, right.
1: Like somebody's going to go. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I, I think this would be a kind of a fun way to vet ideas just for those angels or investors or, or VCs, you know, people with money that are always probably getting pitched ideas all the time. It'd be nice to have one of those guys just be like, you know what? You bring me 60 people signed petition that your ideas, you know, that they would back it or buy it. You know what I mean? And I'll give you a thousand dollars. I think I think they're onto something with the votes and with kind of making sure that everybody's at least got some following before they start in. I like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. And then if you actually even dig deeper in their FAQ, they have this one question that it really hit home with me and was resounding for me. And if you're going to think, if for people who want to kind of start, a crowdfunding project, keep this in mind, so the question is um, why does offbeater screen projects and they put it on the main reason why we screen projects is we want to filter out serious project creators from people who have who just have ideas. Ideas are great, but without the experience, passion, and know-how to follow through on those ideas at the end of the day it's still just an idea. Um, everybody's probably seen this happen before, you know. They're like, oh, why don't we invent this, this, and this? And then when they start going into it, it's way, way into deep, you know. Um, you probably see this a lot. Not willing to put
1: it in or see it through to the end. People just really, I mean, it's quick to quick to fall out on some ideas. So yeah. that, that makes sense.
0: So, because you probably see that a lot with your students, right, Drew? Where they're like, oh, oh I want, nice. I want to do this, this, and this, and then, you're, then you come out. Well, we got a plan and. You know, exactly. Run, when run I start through. laying it down
1: and saying, If you wanna get it to that point, here's how it's gonna to have to happen and I give them these ideas of like stepping stones to get there. And yeah, it quickly does. There's many of them that just kinda of go, Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean I have to work that hard to make it look like what I want in my head? And I'm like, Yeah, I've been doing this for fifteen, twenty years. I the ones that I work hard on and have a passion for are the ones that live and I think that's this is it. You gotta have the experience, the passion, and the know how to follow through. Otherwise it's just an
0: idea. Just an idea right there. Um yep. So that's kind of off-beater. If this is kind of the site that you is float your boat, be my guest. Go check it out on there. I didn't dig too deep into it. But I was going
1: to say that I was I was a little afraid when you said, <laughs> here's something that resonated with me. Here's yeah. something I dug really deep into the <laughs> FAQ, and I found something I really liked. And I'm like, watch out! It's a trap! <laughs> it's a
0: trap. So take your money! You're so...
1: Yeah, <laughs> but the, you found the good part. So but
0: yeah, awesome. I like, honestly, I would love to talk to these guys because they have the great philosophy and idea for it, so... Um, that is offbeater, and if you're really curious, please don't do it around any kids. It's o f f b e a t r dot com. Okay, so Drew, you
1: you could have found a better name for that. I'm sorry, they should have. <laughs>
0: uh, for for or, some for some reason, actually in the back of my head, it's like that sounds fine. It's just one of those web 2.0s where they take out vowels, right? And then when I said it, up, yeah. when, when I actually and heard it out,
1: words back and forth, it's more than just yeah. Oh, but when right, I. Well,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but when I actually heard it, say it out loud, I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> um makes sense. That's the people they want. Yeah. So for this next one, Drew, uh, you've probably heard of the Veronica Mars project. We kind of talked about it yes. a little bit on the show, and then recently was the Zach Braff. He was the main character on Scrubs, and in Garden State, he decided to go to Kickstarter and raised, I think, half a million dollars to. Uh, to make a movie that he had an idea for and they've been actually getting a lot of flack for this um but veronica
1: morris like blew up everyone was behind it they're excited because there was it was never in the cards and so when they saw that people jumped on it and five million or whatever they're up to now um but i did not know that and i assumed that it would happen and i think people complained early on and said what if this happens people start coming in from hollywood with this so somebody did huh
0: yeah so and, well the zach Braff thing and the people this discussion came up is like should these well-known name well well-known characters people artists hollywood producers and what come to kickstarter to try and uh make their projects come true like they already have the funding mechanism for it through through the traditional means why are they coming here and kind of pushing away these little guys or taking the attention away from these little guys who need it a lot more than that and as of last week, Kickstarter actually wrote a blog post and replied to it. And in that blog post, they actually said that, hey, you know what? This is actually a good thing. Um, ever since these two projects started, we've seen other projects have an increase in pledges. We've had more projects start and everything. And it's beneficial to everyone. We call this a Hollywood effect. you know. And most of these people who came and backed Veronica Mars and Zach Braff probably have never heard of Kickstarter before or they never thought of visiting Kickstarter before, so it was a good way of getting people in. Um,
1: okay, I can see their point on that. Yeah. I can see where they're going from. Like, and, and I guess, yeah, I, I, I
0: have a few thoughts. I, I don't know, because I, I agree with them, because one of the things that I ha- that I struggle with when I inter- when I tell people about this show is like, hey, what what what's your podcast about? And I'm like, well, have you ever heard of Kickstarter or crowdfunding? Most of them are like... I I've heard the name before but I'm kind of not sure what it is about and I have to go into this kind of discussion on how kicks what Kickstarter is and you know what they have have to kind of do to kind of get everything and people are like uh, okay on there so I think it's a, right now it's growing pains for crowdfunding sites is to get the concept out Yeah I think
1: but, I think you're right I think it's I think there's some growing pains there and I I think that I think that while there is a little bit of fear that they're going to take away money from other projects and be like, oh, I could have had that $100 you know, for my project, but they're taking it for theirs. I, I I liked the blog post. I just glanced through it and saw that kind of what they were saying. and it, it does make sense that the traditional way of funding, especially movies, just to stick with movies, that's kind of something I'm familiar with. Traditional way is, is broken. If you want to make something, um, it's – and it's, it's not going to happen the same way it used to. So it, it makes sense that people would come into this process and say, okay, well, we're going to make it for the people, so let's have the people fund part of it and go that route. Uh, it really does make a lot of sense. In fact, 20 years ago, there was a guy that I was working for who did exactly that on a local scale. It used to be you'd go into a local station, you'd show them a pilot of a TV show and say, I want to make this TV show. The TV station would say, here's X number of dollars, go make it, bring it back to us, and we'll sell the advertising. And he was one of the first people that went and the TV station said, mm, we can't take a risk anymore. Syndication's much cheaper, so we're going to buy syndicated shows. If you want to do your show, you can buy our infomercial time, but you've got to figure out a way to make money off your own show. Well, he went, he went back to the people he was making the show for, and they said, well, that's fine. We'll pay you to make it. So he ended up basically going to the people who wanted the show made in the first place. And for the last – let's see, he, did that, he started that back in the mid-90s. Um, he's now in his ninth season of a yearly show, doing that exact thing where he finds the people that want to pay for it instead of having the higher up, like the broadcasters, pay pay for it. So I, I see this kind of happening now in Hollywood. i I think we're probably going to see a lot more of it. Oh
0: um, yeah, and that you know I I totally get it. And so the the question is like, do you do you think Kickstarter should be um, set for that kind of thing, or should it just be for the little guys? Honestly,
1: I think they, they got to split it into a niche. I mean, just like we saw with the the previous site, <laughs> there was quite a niche for a certain market of of crowdfunding, and maybe there's a a place for it where it can be, hey, these people have have successfully done this or that, or they have this fame, and you know, maybe it's famous people's Kickstarter, where where maybe they're tied in, but you can still, I I, I don't know, because you've also got that crossover, like they were saying, a lot of people funded other projects just because they were drawn in by Veronica Mars and Zach Graff, so.
0: I, I'm torn. Yeah. Uh, like, honestly, part of me is like, well, if you want, if you, Kickstarter doesn't, uh, you know, automatically give a one up just because you're a celebrity or anything. It's just because they have, a, they, they have a large following. And if you, if um you guys had watched the episode with Steve from uh, game launched a couple of weeks back, he actually mentioned 20% of most Kickstarter of crowdfunding projects are funded by friends and family right there. So you have to have a good following and everything. So, it just happens that thing, yeah. these guys already have that kind of backing on there. And I just think it makes a lot of these projects like, hey, if you want to compete with the likes of Zach Braff and stuff, you have the chance, but you need to step it up to the next level. You need to make sure your video is as entertaining as is, your product idea is well-tuned and you know ready to go. It's packaged, ready to go, because this is your marketing opportunity right there. Because I, I got to admit, majority of the Kickstarter videos and projects I see you know, I wish I could get a little bit more from them than what I've been getting because they, sometimes they won't provide enough information, or I want to hit my head against the wall when I'm watching the video because they don't get to the point. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> on there, so um, that's kind of my for my uh, my kind of take on this whole subject. I know I'm probably in the minority of this because everybody's like, "Oh, Kickstarter's selling out to the man" and all that kind of stuff, but I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs>
1: I, I think we'll see a lot more of it, but I, I think you're right. I don't think that it's selling out. I think I think that in the end it will be beneficial for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so let's kind of let's go into our first project then, shall we? Yeah, On here, right?
1: Yeah, we've got some we've got some winners today.
0: We got some awesome, and then it was tough too. Like there were some projects that I had to cut that I like. I was gonna say, can, uh, I, can I throw
1: out one of the cut ones real quick because it's so good? Yeah, this go is ahead. One of the ones that I banged my, banged my head when I was watching the video. It was a project called the privy pro the privy potty somebody out there figured that they had they had a need to create a strip of paper that you stick on the inside of your toilet stall like if you're going to the to the bathroom in a public place this person felt like they needed to create and, and invent a like a piece of paper that you stick in the crack so that nobody peeks at you really <laughs> Hey. And she had like 50 bucks backing her, but still it was like, it just wasn't, they didn't put enough time into it. It wasn't, it was kind of an ill-conceived idea, but it just made me laugh that somebody wanted to make this. Oh, I know. I'm going to carry this piece of paper with me. And when I sit down to go do my business, I'm going to block up this section at eye level. Cause it was like a 10 inch strip. It just, anyway, go look it up. It's hilarious. Privy potty.
0: Yeah. Hey, at least it was flushable. It was, flexible. <laughs> they had, it was through That's like the main point there they am like oh it's shits. flushable yeah. and the video was horrible on that one yeah. okay let's get into our first project all right so our first project is so you know we you have a house drew i have a house and during christmas time it, it's always the thing i hate doing it is putting up the christmas lights you got to get the ladder out gotta, After
1: two years i have never done it
0: i've never done lights y- yeah i i stopped doing it i'm i'm to the point where i just want to set a couple of lights out or lights out that has an arrow pointing to my neighbors because they're huge huge <laughs> Christmas things and just say same here same here, <laughs> same here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here is the light slide so the light slide is a way to hang your Christmas lights once and then hide them when you need them um, kind of like this is I think this is the Christmas lights version of just stuffing things under your bed until you need them yes. later <laughs> yes that's good. good way uh, to put it um, and it's so it's a clip that you attach to the backside of your roof eaves and then there's a sliding mechanism on there that you can actually slide up and down. So that's how you hide the lights and everything. Um, and then that's how you display the Christmas lights on here.
1: But they're showing that yeah. horizontally on the side, at least in the video. I don't know if you want to scroll down. You can just yeah, see, the see, can like see the actual eaves, like the awnings. And that's, that's what got me, and I'm sure you're going to get into that. Yes. But it is. It's like stuffing things under your bed because when it's all said and done, their idea is that yeah. you take this slider... So this, yeah, this, is, this, is, this is
0: pretty much how it looks right here. I can't find a big picture of it. Why wouldn't you put a big picture of it somewhere? So you attach it vertically, and then you can see in this picture right here, the lights are in the actual backside of the eaves. And then what you can do is actually slide them up and down depending on the season. Um, and, you know, it, on paper, it seems like a really, really good idea. Because
1: you know, I, I like the look of the house when it when it was when they're tucked up underneath the eaves and it's just kind of like this glowing faint edge of the house. I I like that look honestly.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like hang once, don't worry about it later. I yep. just I you know I have I have an issue about this. My house I don't have eaves like that. Drew, do you have eaves like that?
1: I don't have eaves like that.
0: Um, I, I I get the feeling mostly you get those kind of eaves in drier more like yeah. california and these guys are las vegas you know the, where you don't get snow we get snow all the time here in utah um
1: which is why hanging lights can be so dangerous in the winter with the ice yeah i almost paid somebody this year to hang them for me and then they come <laughs> and take them back and they store them and they bring them back out i almost did i was like i, I didn't oh, even I want it to look pretty
0: i didn't even know there was a business to do that that's oh, genius yeah. and
1: it's like it's like four or five hundred dollars and they'll and the initial setup is a couple hundred and then they'll come and do it for a couple hundred and then they'll keep track of all the lights and keep them in their own storage and then they'll just bring them back when you want them the next year uh, and you pay like another $100 the next year for install. But yeah, it's a business.
0: Holy crap. Um, but, it's like the
1: neighborhood kid mowing your lawn. Hey, come hang yeah. my lights.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, And then that was one thing that kind of went against it. And then I looked at the price. they're about 50 bucks for eight of them on there. And they say that's enough to cover the front of a house. I don't think that's going to be enough to cover the front of my house.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, I was just looking at even that one of their pictures. They have got like this nice triangle size, and I bet you're going to need at least two on the sides, one in the middle. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. That, That's a little bit because you can for ten bucks you can get the normal clips and hang all and get a hundred clips on there. So ten bucks for a hundred is a lot better. And you can
1: almost do that with any clip, I suppose. Like you dangle a little bit more, put a little more slack in it so it shows, and then cut it up. And...
0: Yeah. See, there Don't you go. Turn it on. There's, there's a solution right there. And then another issue is that even though you have this, if I, if there was a motor in it or something, I'm and you could control this via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi because that's the cool ah. frequency. I, I'd actually be I'd care about this a little bit more. But in this case, I still got to put on my jacket, get my ladder, and go up there and manually push them up and down. And it's like twist,
1: pull, twist, yeah.
0: It's like, well, if I'm already up there, might as well just put the, use the clips. It's cheaper, and I'm already up there. Um, I think the only thing the that I
1: thought, wow, it would be nice to not have to worry about tangled up cords, like tangled up lights. That would be nice because they'd already be like spread out, ready to go. But yeah, you're still going to get up and down. You're still going to be twisting and putting them up. So yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like so. As as much as it seems like a good idea, I'd have to say sack on this one.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sack your sack. Yep, I I just don't I just don't see it being feasible. And and maybe it's perfect for the certain cities, certain climates, but. It's not, it's not for us. Our houses don't work that way.
0: Yeah. All right. So our next project, we haven't had one of these projects in a while. It's a Utah project, and it's the Space yes. Monkey. So let everybody know what the Space Monkey is, Drew.
1: Space Monkey has been around for – been around. I heard about it months and months ago, the, and somebody was telling me, hey, get you know, look into this. When it hits Kickstarter, jump on it. They're going to offer this and this. But basically it's, uh, as they say, more space, less moolah, complete cloud storage subscription service, one little device, Space Monkey. The, the concept here is kind of a cross between cloud storage, your iCloud, Dropbox, Box, and all those types of things, but also with a peer-to-peer uh, Napster torrent type of mixture. So essentially what they've got going on here is that for, for your service, you can get uh, – I better be honest on the numbers here. But basically I know you get one terabyte for about 10 bucks a month. Right now, I'm paying ten bucks a month on my Pro Dropbox account, and I get 100 gigs. And in the video world, and and, and all my retarded stuff, I put on my Dropbox. Um, I'm not I'm not really all that close to using 100 gigs. So I'm using it pretty sparingly, but I'm paying ten bucks a month for 100 gigs. I can get 10 times the space for the same amount of money and get it faster. So here's here's the idea: you get a device that has two terabytes in it. One terabyte is yours. That you get to put all your stuff on and sh- and, and pack it full of whatever video, uh, audio, you know, clips. For me, I would definitely put a lot of production elements on there. And it sits on your own home note network, and that terabyte's yours. And you can access that from any computer anywhere, just like Dropbox or Box. I know they're developing the app right now. But you could go in and, and click a piece and just be like, okay, I need that on this desktop now. Or go to another office, I need that piece on this desktop. And you can pin them to your different desktops, just like with uh, – what do they call it in Dropbox now? Like you can sync certain favorites folders or
0: whatever or the selective yeah. syncing on there.
1: Selective syncing. Yep. Exactly. So here's, here's where they kind of stepped out and I'm really excited to see this happen. The other terabyte of that two terabyte drive, the other terabyte is used for that, for bits of storage of other people's stuff. So say what I have a file and it's maybe a, a you know, an audio file I might use for editing, or maybe it's some homework for you know for students assignment pages or something. What happens is I have it on my drive, I have full access to it. But in order to store it across these different devices, all the other devices out there have bits and pieces of this file, just like a torrent, peer to peer. And so, if I ever need to pull that backup in, or if my device is ever offline and I need to kind of reassemble and still get access to that piece, it's all distributed. Unlike uh, Dropbox and Box and all those others that have kind of, a, as I understand it, a kind of a central storage area, a central storage facility, this one is distributed across all the users. And so that arises questions of like, well, is it, you know, is it encrypted? Is it going to be safe? What if I put my my bank account information on my on my Space Monkey? I don't want it to be, you know, available to some hacker that can like pull, you know, pull that piece off. And and they do a good job of answering that. I won't get into it, but they do a great job of answering that in the kick. Kickstarter page and explaining why you shouldn't be worried about encrypted data um, but but you think about it that's why they can do it for 10 bucks a month for a terabyte because they don't have to have all the power all the redundancy all the backup all the AC all the you know just, just the, everything you need for a data center they don't have to have that facility they don't have that overhead all of it's distributed across you know on the ground it's like a cloud on the ground I guess Yeah. anyway do
0: I- you follow yeah, I I love it because if you Google and Facebook, they've literally have teams developing different methods of keeping servers cool and making them energy efficient, and it's nuts. I mean, like one of Google's projects was using seawater to cool their servers somehow in, on some <laughs> island shore. I'm I'm like, you no, have yeah. whole teams dedicated for this, and in this case, they kind of break up the data center in you know in that torrent kind of fashion where everybody contributes yep. a little bit. And I was worried when I'm like oh, I'm gonna have other people's or people are gonna have my data on their computer and everything, right? And I think but, that's the
1: initial thought. It's like what?
0: But you know, having it encrypted and stuff is awesome. And it only I think they said it used like seven watts of power, which is always yeah, it's it is good.
1: Pretty pretty smart that way. And and I, you think about hackers in general, they're probably gonna have an easier time just guessing you know guessing somebody's password for their account than they would trying to break into their half of the. You know the encrypted stuff that's only pieces of piecemeal stuff, so yeah i'm not I'm not worried about that anymore, but I'm really excited about the possibilities of having yeah and, that much space
0: and then i I love it. My only problem is like most of my video stuff is already almost at a terabyte, so I'm wondering maybe I want uh, uh, they said they're gonna expand it later, but part of me's like what use this maybe?
1: use this for all your offbeater projects <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I am gonna start a business that makes offbeater videos. <laughs> <laughs> project well, videos I, I, project videos not the actual videos on there but the project right. videos oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm going to you know I, I really plan on using this for for like my my family data center you because know, I, I have tons the pictures and things that I want to archive but what I'm doing now are these little you know Western digital my books for for a you know a half terabyte here or there, and I use them for video and some family projects and so I have to go back and be like, okay, what clients on here? oh yeah, that also has my pictures from Disneyland three years ago, and I want to kind of put that all into a nice folder structure and leave it on the on the cloud so I have access to it and um so it, for me it'll be kind of a, a data storage for my family stuff and probably some elements of production until it gets to be too big, but you can always expand that
0: yeah um, I, a I month. I do I do hope they expand it. And some people are probably will like, "Wait, there's already stuff out there that exists like this." Well, there are software solutions to do that, but you still have to provide the computer. You got to provide the storage and right. set all the, this thing you set it and forget it. Don't sue me Ron Pill. Um and you're good to go. But <laughs>
1: right. right. and and it is it's faster. As you know what what's on your network you'll be able to pull in uh, I think they said 15 to 60 times faster than your, you know, Dropbox and other things because it is peer-to-peer. Um, you know, once you're somewhere else and you're trying to you know, rearrange, you're still kind of held by that internet stuff. But mm-hmm. just, just the storage is faster.
0: So for this one, I definitely have to say track on it because it's not for everybody. If you have la- large, large amounts of data, you're probably already redundantly backing this up and using other weird methods already for that. In this case, but you know, um, if one thing for everybody. Even if you don't use this project, even make sure you back up your stuff. We live in oh, right. a digital right. world, and if it's gone, it's gone. You don't want to pay hundreds and th- hundreds to thousands of dollars to recover your data. So if it's not this, find some way of backing it up. And I'm not just saying yeah. put it on a flash drive somewhere. Uh, you know, make sure you have a copy off location somewhere, um, another copy that's not on your computer, and just you know. Keep, keep your data safe because once you lose it you lose it
1: yep exactly exactly and I think this is pretty inexpensive I think most places charge about this month you know this much to to back up your your computers anyway so I'm I'm definitely back in this one I already have I'm I'm excited for them to ship out and there's only three days left on the project so if somebody's thinking about backing time to get in uh, there'll probably be a wait line I'm, I'm assuming to get into the, to the space monkey party
0: mm-hmm uh, so like so that is the space monkey and so we got a track and a back all right so our next one is the melon so drew, uh-huh. have, drew have you have you have you seen a lot of these uh eeg kind of related sensors that have come come up as a late um, i
1: have and i and, I've, and i played with them was it this year or last year at ces they had some you, you try and move the the ball through a certain i mean you know head control stuff and i've Still I'm trying to figure it out. Like it doesn't I don't know, it just doesn't mesh with me the the idea that you can read what not read, but at least, you know, brain waves. I guess I'm just not I don't know. Maybe I'm more spiritual than, it's, than it's all
0: electricity, man. It's all electricity. Okay, so the whole idea of the melon is it's an EEG headband that will measure your brain activity and report back your focus on there. Um and it uses the same neural sky chip. So most of these head band things use a neural sky chip. Um the most famous one Right now is those uh Nico Mimi cat ears. So you uh, wear the cat ears and they kind of move back and forth on there. Um so th- that that that's kind of tradi- that's almost standard these days. Like if you don't have that in your system, you probably don't have a really good system going. Um But what what makes this difference is not the hardware, to be honest with you. What makes it different is the app and what it does to interpret the data on there. Um so what happen what uh, what it does is you enter your tags in so you kind of tell what tell what you're doing so maybe I'm listening to some classical music here you know it's kind of it's nice and temperate where i am 70 degrees my comfort zone and i'm relaxing on there so then the headband starts monitoring all the electrical signals because that's how your brain does everything everything's run on electricity crazy to think about it our whole entire body runs on a form of electricity yeah. and it can actually detect all that and then it starts learning more about your focus and your brainwave activities on there and then once it learns enough information and it notices that your focus is dipping a little bit and stuff it sometimes will even give you customized recommendations like it's a and it, the, the screen on the app will like turn red and stuff and says so maybe you should take a five deep breaths or something to try and get you back into your focus zone because we've all in, been in that zone I i call it the zone when you're like all right i'm getting stuff done crunching through and everything and that's when your focus is um, the greatest point, and I love I love this idea, to be honest with you. Probably because I'm from a scientific kind of training, where the more data you get, the better you can interpret things. So I I love this because we're even seeing it a, a lot in the consumer market because <laughs> it's. Laser Norman in the chat room just said it's a mood ring for geeks. Okay, maybe it <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool. You're reading your brain. Um are <laughs> pretending to. That's where I'm at. Like I can't decide if it really
1: is legit because I've never you know, I've never had like the cat ears do what I think they're supposed to be doing. I mean yeah, I'm I'm there where it's like, is it just faking me out? Be like, Oh, we think you're at seven point five focus today. I don't know. I maybe you trust it more than I do.
0: I I, I trust it a little more but then again, I am the type of person who's like, Oh, I can download my brain into Google? Hook me up on <laughs> 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 there. So it, 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 i i love it and that way you get this whole baseline of things and it, it's almost like those fitness trackers taken to yes, a mental it. level where like all right so this definitely stresses me out so i probably should do less of it and you know listening to angry screamo music doesn't help my focus so i probably should not listen to that when i'm trying to get things going and i think it really has uh things but i'm i'm kind of worried about this too because what happens if I put it on and I'm like doing something like the kick cast and it's just flat? Like,
1: ooh. Right. <laughs> I think that would be my problem as well. It'd be but, like, wait, but I feel focused, but maybe I'm really not. I guess that's maybe that would be the benefit of it. Because I, I feel like some of those things you can you make those decisions. Like, I know that listening to a certain type of music distracts me. I know that sitting in front of my computer, period, if I have tabs open in a browser, I get distracted. I have to turn those off and close it so I can edit. So some of that I know, but maybe this but the benefit of this melon is to fine-tune it. Find not just what type of music, but what time of day that I that I can focus better, what type of projects I can really get into and how to train myself. And and part of that probably just comes from the world of gadgetries that I've sucked myself I don't, into.
0: I so. don't know, Drew. I, I I can't see you as the type of person that can't focus. I, I
1: honestly I am I am that guy that's like Oh, I am ready. Squirrel, what? Oop. Oop. What? Yeah, I can't. I can't do yeah. it. I'm so everywhere.
0: <laughs> oh man, but you know, to me, I have to say back on this because it's actually relatively inexpensive. I think it's about a hundred bucks. Most of the other sensors are for a hundred bucks, and one just moves your ears, and another one moves a tail that you're wearing. So, I mean, this gives you a lot more. <laughs>
1: That's true. I, yeah, I think oh they're all gone now. But but they were at seventy nine bucks the, to to back and get one. So yeah, the they're up to ninety nine, and that is that seems pretty good. And I believe the SDK will be available and some other stuff. I mean that's 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 pretty cool for it, geek for geek world.
0: It's fully hackable. Maybe, maybe I'll like have it hook up to my Pebble somehow and make them talk and make it like vibrate when I'm like not focusing or something. Or we could probably like get it and put it on like an iPad or a smartphone behind me. And then I'll wear it when I'm doing the show, and you can tell when I'm not focusing because <laughs> the light will go. That off. would be
1: hilarious. That would be hilarious to follow where that was going. <laughs> and to see I gotta say, I really, I really liked the the design. The, and you probably already showed the page, but I really liked the the colors and the the gradients and, and just the UI of it looked really cool. I gotta, I yeah, gotta tell you, I, I liked all of that.
0: It, yeah, it's. I think it's really well designed on there. And
1: their video was actually really good, as yeah. we see a lot of crappy videos. This one was nice. It was to the point, and it was it was fun to see it kind of happen. Yeah, it always yeah, is. I like these right here. I, I see it now. Yeah, you've got all the pretty pictures, and it just feels I don't know Apple-esque or Nest dash disc.
0: Yeah, so that makes sense. everybody yeah. everybody. Will. I dig it. I'd, for I'd me, it's
1: i'm a tr- i'm a track on this one i'll 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 watch it for a few days especially where it's at like kind of it's at that halfway point it may it may you know and it's got a month to go it, it looks like it's on track to to get backed t- um i like i like the idea if this is a track and i think that probably down the road if it shows up in the apple store and i have an extra hundred bucks
0: i I might jump on it would you get this over the hue lights that phillips has out right now <sighs> oh
1: man it would come down to how many lights are are there. Like, I would have to have one melon at 100 bucks, then one light at 100 bucks. I If I'm going to get lights, I want to have four or five that I could do something with. And yeah, I do love that oh, idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there. All right. So, that is the melon. And that's actually all the projects we have. So, if you guys, you know, don't agree with something that we said, especially about that Veronica Mars and celebrities doing Kickstarter. I know it's a heated discussion, you know, let yeah, us, I'd love to hear that. We. I'd love to hear the, our feedback, you know, so you can email us at kickcast at KT net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast, or send us a tweet at kickcast or, fi- or leave it on our Google plus. I'm, I'm everywhere. We're everywhere. So you can find us, you know? Um, and then of course you, you saw laser norm. He's in the chat room right now. I, I love it. Um, you guys can always come and watch that at live.kickcast.net. Um, if any of these projects came by and you're like, whoa, 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 what was the URL in there? What was the name again? Just head on over to kickcast.net, and it has links to all the projects and everything from there. And like I said, you should come watch live. Our next show is May 28th, 2013, and it's always fun to come live. You know, your comment sometimes make it on there and everything. And, you know, you miss all the pre- and post-show stuff and all the craziness that happens right
1: yeah. that's the fun stuff is before you even start the show and we're chatting about nothing that's what's fun when, when i'm like hey do i look okay can you see my beard that's what you're missing yes
0: and for all you audio listeners go back to the video version and look at drew's epic beard right there you know
1: <laughs> it's so epic <laughs> that it took me weeks to build it <laughs> and i'm still not even sure if six inches away you could see it i don't know <laughs> It looks like my chin's dirty. I bet. Oh man, <sighs> baby face.
0: Drew, always I always enjoy having you on the show, and it's always a blast. And like our time literally fl- flies when you're here. Yeah. So I hope my you, pleasure. I I hope you come back. Everybody loves to have you on there. They probably love you more than me. I'm just here to press the buttons. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: I you know what I was gonna say. You you ought to come up to my studio and do a show at the studio with the with the you know the bigger machine and see if we can't get a live audience or something Ooh. going to. Have some
0: fun. Oh dear, that's an idea. We'll have to talk offline on that one. That's an idea right there. And then, of course, thank you guys for listening or watching or just pretending to watch. I know some of you probably just hit play and walk away, but it makes me feel better when I. <laughs> thanks know for that. Do. Yeah. So thank, thanks for that, guys. And um, until next time, guys. Bye. Yeah.